podcast titled Toxic Productivity, Why We Are Just Enough With or Without Results. My name is Moses and before we continue, by the way, if you're listening on Spotify, you're listening on Apple, if you're listening on Google Podcasts, just whatever you're listening to this podcast from, maybe you should follow the podcast. The numbers over the last one or two weeks have just been incredible. I have to admit that I didn't think that the message that I carry would have so many people following it. So just to say thank you for listening to the podcast of the last couple of weeks we've been growing and growing and growing i got a message from somebody in costa rica and how they love the podcast the message in the podcast everything they've been learning and so many of you sending us messages especially on instagram so thank you so much if you've been listening and you've been loving the message if you have anything to share with me or want to send me a dm well we have a community page somewhere if you want to be part of this community you can just go to instagram at unstimulate your mind You'll be updated on anything that happens around the podcast every single day. So make sure you follow us on Instagram at Unstimulate Your Mind. As usual, I'll start with defining what productivity is. Productivity is the efficiency of production of goods or services expressed by some measure. Measurements of productivity are often expressed as a ratio of an aggregate output to a single input or an aggregate input used in production process. That is, output per unit of input, typically over a specific period of time. Well, in our case today, productivity will be the measure of our performance as human beings that indicates how efficient we are. Maybe it could be around companies, how efficient the employees are, or in an economy, with inputs such as labor or capital into outputs such as goods or services. Personal productivity can be used to describe how much an individual can accomplish every day in their personal lives, just as in the workplace. And that's exactly what you're talking about today, personal productivity. In this day and age, when we mention productivity, what comes to our minds first is deep work, is to make more money, is to stay up all night changing the world, wake up at 4 a.m., exercise, focus. Just so many things that have been sold to us about being productive and the results of being productive. With the conclusion that being productive every single moment or every single day equals better outcome, which mainly is true. The more productive a car is or a machine is, the better or the more the output. As a young 21-year-old, straight from the university or still in college or whatever you are, or 22, mostly in our early 20s, one of our biggest struggles is usually finding our whys. We're always looking out for why we are here, what our purpose is. It's just so normal. It's very natural of us to always look for the whys of our life. But this, I mean... The early 20s is when we wonder what we're actually here to do, why we're in this planet. We've just come from a system of school which barely helps us understand the whys of our lives. So when we're free, it's then that we try to figure out everything, where our life goes. Some of us joined university when we had absolutely no idea what we were going to do 
after we're done. We had no idea what we wanted to do with our lives. So when we were out is when we actually started looking in and out, finding our whys in life. It's because of this sort of emptiness or deficit in finding our whys, the questions that are in our heads that we turn into, well, things like social media, we go to entertainment, so many things that we turn to and so many outlets that we have in our world today. Still trying to look for our purpose, still trying to look for our whys. Then we go there and we find people who've accomplished so much in our lives. We find doctors, we find successful teachers, we find singers, engineers, football players, politicians, business people, and so much more. We look at the end and we wonder how they made it to those heights. We wonder what it would take not to be stuck in our room scrolling through social media and move to giving keynote speeches at events and having millions of followers on social media or running successful businesses. It's how we are today. It's this technological era. I read somewhere a very sad thing is some of us have no idea how life was before social media because we were born in it. Well, it's how we built as human beings. Looking at other people, we compare ourselves to them, we try to figure out how they made it, and so we're always looking for more. Not that it's a bad thing. It's actually something positive. It could help the world run. The more we look for more, then the more our economy grows, the more we become better as human beings. The more we want more, the more the world has more, and the more the wheel of life keeps spinning round and round. We all want to improve in different areas of our lives. That's something for sure. We all have things in our personal lives that we look at and say, well, I'd really want to improve in this. Maybe it's how we love our people around us, how we forgive. Maybe it's our work life and we really want to do more. Self-improvement has become a worldwide phenomenon today because of the growth of stuff like social media, things like meditation, self-help books, mental health awareness and productivity, they've just gone mainstream. Again, this benefits all of us in many ways. In an overstimulated world and cluttered minds, information, resources and tips from gurus or religious people, religious stuff like Christianity, churches, they're very fundamental to our survival. Look, we have a podcast like this one that I do focus on showing you places in your life that are overstimulated and I give you lots of information on how to navigate this overstimulated world. So it's not that productivity or having people who help you be more productive are wrong or they're trying to ruin your life. The thing is, there's a dark side to everything. It's very easy to become a slave to productivity or having results always having and showing results, always getting from step to step to step as much as it helps run the world. It's easy to lose yourself trying to actually find yourself. If you find yourself constantly busy, stressed, and unable to turn off, well, you're not alone. There's something called workaholism or simply going the extra mile, no matter the cost, which risks our well-being both physically and mentally, we end up missing so many important parts of our lives. We ignore so many things that keep us and help us survive in this world, like we lose sleep, we don't exercise, we have our health in jeopardy, 
There's something about working too much, always being available everywhere, and the hustle culture that we have today, which can result in toxic productivity, which simply is overworking at the expense of other important areas of your life. We sacrifice the most important and fundamental areas of our lives for the results. So we overwork at the expense of our health, at the expense of our mental health, both physical and mental health. We are doing too much today. That's why we need to unstimulate our minds from this toxic productivity culture. This toxic mindset can be very difficult to spot. You know why? Because we've been sold the idea that productivity is needed and is where we need to be. That we need to have results every single day. That without results, you're not enough. I'm enough if I'm doing everything I can at work. I'm enough as a salesman if I'm making all the sales or I'm making big money as a salesman. I am enough as a doctor if I'm successfully treating 50 patients every single day. We're made to feel like we are enough or we are at our best when we're producing results. The problem is we're not machines, we're human beings. The productivity of a machine can definitely be measured by the results that it produces, the goods or the products that the machine produces. But we aren't machines, we're human beings. So we have to recognize that overworking at the expense of other important parts of our lives is toxic. Most of us around here are entrepreneurs, we're innovators, most of us are creatives, we're people with vibrant visions so determined to bring them to life. And we are the ones at risk. The likelihood of us falling into this toxic productivity culture is exceedingly high because we're looking up to people who have had years and years of growth and we want to get to where they are. We're reading books that seem to be helping us get to where we want to be, but they end up ruining our lives. Because, listen, if a book tells you to wake up at 4 a.m. every single morning and you are getting home at midnight and you want to do that, that means the book is misleading you. We're reading books that are trying to configure our minds into doing something that will help us be more productive and we're doing all those things without looking at the consequences if a book tells you to wake up at 4 or 5 a.m for people like me i get home at midnight or 11 or midnight there's absolutely no way i'm waking up at 5 a.m why would i do that that is really really toxic to my physical health so i have to recognize that as much as this book really wants to help me I need to also know that it might not work out for me. The problem is we are so overstimulated. We sold the idea by the books, by the authors, by the gurus, by the society in general, that we have to make everything work, even if we have to wake up at 4 a.m. every single day. And so we try that for three months and we fail. And so what do we feel? We feel like we are complete failures for not waking up at 4 a.m. every single day and to be productive at something. Our addiction to work productivity starts taking shape at a rapid rate when we are always looking for more. When you have a vision, 
there's a higher risk of you getting into the toxic productivity culture than when you don't. And that's why I'm telling you this because I do believe that you who's listening has a vision for your life, for your business, for your podcast, for everything that you want to do. And so you have to recognize that you are really at a high risk of getting into the toxic productivity culture. The fault in toxic productivity is that it will make you feel like you need to always do more. If you're doing your 8 to 5 job and you're in this toxic productivity culture, it will make you feel like your 8 to 5 isn't enough. You're putting in 40 hours a week, but it'll still feel like you need to do more. You'll get home at 5 p.m. at 6 p.m. You'll want to write that book. You'll want to go on and do your business online. You'll do so much more every single day that you end up missing your three-year-old growing. You end up missing spending time with your husband. You end up missing so many important parts of your life. Toxic productivity will make you go to work over the weekend instead of spending more time with your family. We're missing the most important parts of our lives for more money, for more success, for more results. And so we end up finding it hard to relax, to sleep. One of the things about being human is resting. Rest is something so important for our lives. We need to sometimes relax, to rejuvenate. We need to unwind sometimes. We need to get away from the world. But a book will tell you that you need to sleep for 4 hours. Yet scientifically, we know that we need 8 hours of sleep. Every single day we need at least 8 good hours of sleep. So if somebody is selling you the idea for 4 hours and so we buy it, it means we are risking something. If universally we are needed to sleep for 8 hours and somebody tells you to sleep at 3. And so we drop into that culture. There's so much that we will lose in sleeping 3 hours rather than 8. Yes, we'll make more money. Most likely our businesses will do well. But for how long? For how long until we go to the hospital and we're told we're fatigued? For how long will we run sleeping for 2 hours a day until we go to the hospital and for the next 6 months we're told please take a rest and so the business will fall? There's absolutely nothing wrong with trying to improve different areas in our lives. But if the journey of self-improvement is taking a toll on our mental health, is taking us to the therapist every single day for depression, for anxiety, for stress, then it's not worth it. It's not worth it to chase after selling more, having more results at our workplace, and then spending the rest of the days at home sleeping or depressed away from our families, away from our brothers and sisters, away from the most fundamental and important parts of our lives. just because of the more and the results well it's not worth it in my opinion if getting results or getting the more means i have to spend less time with the most important people in my life if succeeding in business or succeeding as a musician means spending 300 days of the year on the road singing and spending just 60 days throughout the entire year with the people that you love then we have to find a balance we have to realize that yes we are being productive yes we are making sales yes our podcasts are doing very well but at what cost what's the cost of 
my podcast doing extremely well every single week, every single month? What's the cost of your YouTube channel doing very, very well? What's the cost that comes with your business, your cars, your business, your products, your services doing more? Is it your mental health? Then that's a problem. There's a very famous quote that says, self-care is not self-indulgence. It is self-preservation. It's the ongoing practice of keeping ourselves physically and emotionally healthy. It's not an indulgence. Productivity has been included in self-care and it's so toxic that it's become an indulgence. We are sold the idea of waking up very early, going to the gym, do exercise, spend this number of minutes with your phone or with your family, go to work, make sure you schedule everything in your day. We're being configured to living a certain lifestyle that might not work for all of us. As much as I do agree with so many self-help books, there are so many that I've read. One of my favorite self-help books is um, the one that has been done by Dr. Julie Smith. It's called Why Has Nobody Told Me Before? Or Why Has Nobody Told Me This Before? I'd really love you to read that book. It's probably the best self-help book that you'll read because she doesn't sell you the idea that you have to always be happy. You always have to be positive because toxic productivity will tell you good vibes only. Get rid of negative people in your life. Always try to be happy. Find happiness. We're always looking for more. We're always looking for the happy. But that's not how we're supposed to be as human beings. We have to understand that as human beings, happy or positive isn't our default setting. Toxic productivity will sell you the idea that results, big results, happiness, success is our default setting. And anything different from that is a mental health problem. If you're not successful in your business, if you're not making the sales, if your podcast is not getting the numbers, then you're a complete failure. We are sold the idea that if you start a project, it has to get an investor. And if it doesn't, then you're the problem. You aren't doing enough. We're being sold the idea every single day that if we don't wake up very early in the morning, then we probably won't succeed at anything. We're being sold the idea that we have to practice something for us to be more productive, which, as I've mentioned, can be a good thing. But if all these things that we're being sold take a toll on our mental health, they take us to the therapist every single week because we are stressed, then they're not worth it. Self-care, as I've mentioned, is not self-indulgence as we're being sold every single day. Whether your business is making as much money as you would love it to or not, whether you're succeeding as a musician or not, then you're just enough. We need to come to a place where we understand that we're enough with or without results. The posters, the flyers for this podcast episode say so, that you're just enough with or without the results. And the art of living tells you that whatever you did today is enough. You have 24 hours every single day. And whatever you do today, then that is enough. We shouldn't allow somebody to tell us what is enough and what isn't. That results make us enough. Some days you'll be productive. Some days you won't. Some days you'll be healthy and energized. Some days you won't. But every day, we can control whether we show up or not. Well, I got that from... Mark Manson, 
from one of his books. Getting out of overworking of this toxic productivity culture is possible. And there are so many ways that we can overcome this workaholism and getting every single day done way too much. It's way easy to go through the day being pulled from fire to fire, from task to task. Do this, do that. In the rush to get everything done, we end up losing focus on ourselves and we focus only on other people's priorities. And so we forget about our own priorities. Even worse, it can feel like there's nothing you can do about it. We work so hard to make other people happy more than we make ourselves happy. That's the problem with the toxic productivity culture of today. But there's a lovely trick that I'm going to share with you, which I got from a podcast. I'm going to share the clip of Dr. Julia Smith sharing about values and why we should all have values in our life. Values that will always try to get us out of all these rabbit holes of toxic productivity. So I'm going to add that clip here on this podcast and I hope it's going to probably open your eyes to what needs to be there and what is important in your life. A lot of the stuff from that section is taken from, I really like using um, acceptance and commitment therapy, ACT, um, which has a whole um, sort of part of that therapy is around uh, understanding your own values and what gives you meaning and purpose in life. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so I've devoted a whole section to it because I think it's so, so important. And I also think it's important to not just do it once, but to keep doing sort of little values check-ins where you you just step back, get a bit of a bird's eye view on what's going on in your life at this mm -hmm. point, what matters most to you at this point, because it changes, right? You know, what was important to you at 21 might not be the same things that are important to you at 31. Mm -hmm. So your values change as you go along, but the way um, that we set it out in therapy is, is that a value is like a path that you follow your whole life there is no end to it but you just you value that path so you want to stay close to it as much as you can okay. so a goal is something you once you've done it you you've done it it's mm. finished so your your goal might be to do a marathon but your value might be to stay fit and healthy uh, and so the marathon becomes one of many possible goals along the way but your value is to to continue to be fit and healthy along the way so that's the path yeah. is fit and health, you know, fitness and health. Yeah. Um, and then there can be lots of lots of hurdles and lots of goals along the way. Um, but at times life steers you away from those. So, mm. you know, you might life happens and maybe uh, your job is very intense or you have children or whatever it is. And it might steer you away from that path. And so that's why I think it's so important to do these regular sort of values check ins where you go, oh, I'm not feeling quite right. And actually lots of people come to therapy with that sort of sense of, I'm not really sure what the problem is. I just, mm. I'm feeling a bit lost or a bit, you know, life feels a bit meaningless at the moment. And often that's because people have lost touch with what's most important to them or life has steered them away from things that matter to them. And so just getting clarity on what does matter to me? What is the most important thing or things in my life at the moment? And what kind of person do I want to be in those areas of my life? Um, which then allows you to set goals based on the life that you want to have or the person that you yeah. want to be. How, how do you go about figuring out your values? 
So there are lots of kind of little exercises you do you can do. Uh, sometimes you can literally just grab a piece of paper, um, separate it into little boxes, and you might have boxes for um, family life or um, lifelong learning mm. or um, health or creativity. So you can kind of fill those boxes with the different aspects of your life. And then in each box, kind of ask yourself, what kind of person do I want to be in this area of my life? So <clears throat> maybe it's family relationships. Mm. What kind of son do I want to be to my mum? What kind of, or my dad? And, mm. you know, what, what kind of relationship do I want to have? Um, what do I want to represent to those people? Um, how would that show up in terms of behavior and action, you know, daily behavior? Um, and then you just kind of fill it with, with words or bullet points. And that gives you this, this picture of what life would be like if you were living in line with all of those values. Mm. And sometimes they pull on each other, so sometimes they conflict. You know, you might have this um, real idea of being a, um, you know, a successful entrepreneur, but actually that sucks all of your time and you also want to be a family guy and you, and you want to spend time with your kids or, you know, and so often there's this idea, you know, this sort of, this balancing act yeah. where, okay, life has pulled me in one direction and I want to pull it back this way. So it's not about, setting goals and doing them perfectly it's about always just tipping the balance mm. um you know i haven't been working out for a while because i've been so focused on work so i know i'm just going to come back in this direction a little bit more and and balance things out um so it's really just getting clarity but it's also not not focusing on um what happens to you so it's not saying this is what i want mm. in my life because then things can happen yeah. and then you think oh failed it hasn't worked out it's really not it's really not about what happens to you it's about how you want to be in the face of all the stuff that life throws at us how do i want to respond when hard stuff happens mm. how do i want to respond when i'm in a good place um and stuff like that thank you for listening to the and stimulate your mind podcast thanks to everyone who sent a message last week and the other week on how the podcast has been really a blessing and a big source of inspiration to them make sure you follow us on instagram at unstimulate your mind that's the only page we have everywhere on social media i do have personal handles but as you probably know by now i am not a big fan of social media stuff i'd rather work on unstimulate your mind than be on my personal handle so you just rather follow me on unstimulate your mind that's on instagram and you can also get us on the many many different podcast platforms i'll see you next week <laughs>